ओके यू स्टार्ट और आई स्टार्ट यू स्टार्ट टुडे स्टार्ट स्टार्ट आई एम लिसनिंग आई एम लिसनिंग आई एम लिसनिंग we'll put this clip in the episode <laughs> let people know yeah yeah this is terrible. absolutely terrible we both are we both are being very gentlemanly here so we are the person to start well good morning slash good afternoon slash good evening wherever you are listening to us um what you just heard there was me and uh, my co-host abhishek emin involving ourselves in a little bit of Uh, gentlemanly band, I'd say. You know you are recording yes, this episode, that. right? I mean, you are editing. I just realized <laughs> that. All right, this editing mamla we'll forget for now. But okay. Thursday, uh, okay. What's the time now? It's four. Well, so good pre-evening to all our listeners. Well, we are live right now, so it's good pre-evening for us at least. Hi, I'm Yashish Vinay, and opposite me sits Abhishek Amend, and I sit opposite him. In our make-do world of online uh, work from home shenanigans, and here we are after a eight-month hiatus of not recording. Because obviously we are engineering students, we got a lot of stuff to attend to other than engineering, obviously. What do you say, lad? You repeat. You repeated the same story in the last episode also. Well, actually, we I spoke uh, coming back to the last episode. Uh, the episode was actually supposed to go out on Monday. Um, the issue, so uh, we recorded on Sunday. The issue was the app gave app basically died on us about one minute into the recording, and we didn't realize. We just kept smoking for about five minutes. <laughs> and at 45 minutes in i get up and i see that the host is missing yeah. and when i go and check what happened to the host basically that was my phone <laughs> uh the host had stopped recording at minute and 14 and was stuck on the uh and is stuck on the anchor screen so given all of these amazing things that have taken yeah, so place please um so us some courtesy and subscribe to the podcast <laughs> yes see we are working our asses off here We have absolutely no idea what we will do, but now we seem to have a better handle on it because we have now debugged the issue and we have and we have ascertained that uh, whatever podcast recording happens from now on is going to happen on Abhishek's phone. So uh, all of that is clear, right? Now, um, so today's episode is going to be on uh, the news. Space news, obviously not over the past eight months. Over the past, what's happened? Yeah, what I just said it's called what's rocketing series. Oh yeah, so uh, the current series. Uh, so this new cycle that we are uh, uh, relaunching, and we already had an episode that we had launched, I believe, sometime in May, called what's rocketing. So this is the second episode in that series. We'll try to make this a weekly thing if our you if our uh, listeners would like to, or it'll be a bi-weekly um, bi-weekly recording that we'll upload on Spotify, Anchor, what have. So, Abhishek, my man, what's been happening? How is the rocketing world doing? What's been rocketing? Should we begin with SN11? Why not? Yeah, let's go ahead with SN11. Hmm. So. How is the Starship program yeah, progressing? Progressing way too fast. 
there were obstacles in between but i think spacex has figured it out the obstacle was the landing part and uh, this monday i think yesterday right today is tuesday yeah they had attempted a static fire but uh, it was scrubbed at the last moment so they are going to do the static fire reattempt uh, this wednesday so you can go check it out on youtube yeah Mm-hmm. and the sn10 so, sn9 oh, so, so, sn8 they were all i think successful in their own way but uh, on they figured it out when uh, the when they launched the sn10 you know they re- reignited the three raptor engines so is it raptor mm. yeah they they are yeah yeah it's a raptor with yeah, the falcon 9s and the okay. starships so yeah i get yeah. it uh everything is an animal basically mm. so after Anyways, sn11 so, what you can expect is uh, they might move on to sn15 16 or maybe 17 and then they can bring into the oh. super heavy prototypes the bn1 i think they are currently stocking it in the uh, yard in texas if you oh, have oh, time oh. you can go and check it out <laughs> either virtually or physically is All right. So, in terms, hey, so you were talking about the SN10, SN9, and SN8, mm-hmm. right? Just, just getting out of the SN11. So, you said all of them made progress in different directions. Was the SN10 was a partial success, or was it a partial failure, or was it a complete uh, failure, or was it? Because what happened was when they tried to land it, those legs were too small for the velocity it was coming down. So it just bounced off the surface. So that's what happened. That led to a rupture of the methyl tank. So, boom. But <laughs> so, um, well, it had a hard landing. Yeah. But after the hard landing and all the explosions, they have now diagnosed the problems, right? So you were just talking about the rupture in the methane mm-hmm. tanks. So they, uh, what they are coming up with a new set of legs, yeah. I believe, for the SN11 yeah, to, to, uh, to do right now. Uh huh. Okay, so that is Starship news, right? Is there any other Starship news this week? That's it for Starship news, right? Now, most SpaceX news is basically SpaceX is the news, right? When it comes to space news, right? So SpaceX has been doing more SpaceXy stuff with their Falcon, right? Oh yeah. They launched another, so they launched another sixty Starlink satellites. Mm. So. Everyone's happy because SpaceX keeps launching more satellites. Elon Musk is going to be able to control all our thoughts because he's going to control the internet. And they managed to recover this booster yet again yeah. for the ninth time. So they are getting pretty close to their numbers. These Block Five boosters, Falcon 9's Block Five, is the final iteration. They're supposed to be able to be reused about ten times. Before they are turned over or recycled in some other manner, mm-hmm. so they have landed it nine times. It's got one more landing according to its life cycle, and this landing that they did was the seventy-sixth landing that we have, that SpaceX has done. Yeah. So they are saying basically like what five million dollars per boosters, like that. A lot. My God. Know? That's why he's the richest man. Yeah. But. 
Elon has managed to accomplish what he set out to accomplish. If you remember in one of his early interviews, he said he wanted to make landings such is so commonplace that in case a landing went awry or went wrong, that would make the news. Yeah. And the seagulls, yes, on what is it? Of course, I still yeah. love you, or yeah. was it just read the instructions? Of course, I still love you. That okay. was very. Yeah. So there were seagulls, and of course, I still love you. What was the meme all about, man? Uh, the meme was. If you have if you have seen the Blue Origins, that is, uh, who is the CEO? Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah almost like Jeff Bezos was a Elon Musk in the space industry, but it's apparently not. They're working on a uh, mission to make the human space flight uh, much cheaper and you know available to all of us. But Blue Origins logo is made up of a feather, and these seagulls do have. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, do you get the ideology here? Seagulls yeah. also have this blue origin logo. Yeah, yeah, I got that. So, <laughs> yeah, that so. Is, <laughs> the landing booster of Falcon 9. <laughs> <laughs> landing on the coast, still, I love you. Just landed in the ocean. Uh, I think this was the best you've meme got... in a long time. <laughs> that was a pretty good meme, actually. Reddit, Reddit, and Twitter have got their humor yeah. bone. They've got their funny bone back. <laughs> also, in other news, uh, interesting news. Um, there was a re- there was a recent congressional budget for NASA, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in that, there have been plenty of outlines and some interesting things. Uh, first of all, the uh, space station. Uh, the International Space Station is going to stop operations by 2024 in the budget. We'll get into more detail. We'll get into a little more details about the space station because it's also due for a large upgrade over the coming over this year. Yeah. And another interesting development was the fact that the Artemis program is now is now officially official. Right. So it's been officially official for some time. It has had multiple names. You had. The, Constellation program, and then you had the SLS, and then now you've got the art. It's basically an amalgamation of all these old programs. So, mm-hmm. um, finally, the Biden administration endorsed it in February, and that's about where the Artemis program is right now. They want to be able to land astronauts on the lunar south pole by 2024. That is their main aim. So, in the next three years, there should be quite a there'll be a huge jump in development. And uh, what do you say? Space exploration and lots of testing that we have. So keep an eye out on the NASA TV channel. So you'll be up to date as well as NASA.gov. And all of the space related stuff, you can come to us for information. Now, yeah. I just spoke about the International Space Station, right? Yeah. And uh, the new expansions that uh, that they, that have been discussed and that are coming. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the Russians, they are... Mm. Very interested in space all of a sudden. So, um, they've got their science laboratory. They've got a new science laboratory, which is actually an old backup for the Zarya module. So the Russians were the first to launch the were the first launch modules for the ISS. You had got your Zarya and Zvezda and Pierce. So these three constitute some of the oldest components on the International Space Station. So their new scientific laboratory called the Nauka was actually a backup for the Zarya module in case anything went wrong with it. 
but obviously nothing went wrong and Zaria made it to space and has been a part of the ISS for almost 20 years now. Right, so since everything went to plan, what they decided was, alright, we've got to spend a space module hanging around, we convert it into a laboratory. So, this laboratory has been in the works for quite some time, they had, it's been delayed for quite some time as well, they've had some fuel and propulsion systems propulsion system issues and they've basically been working on it and now it's all ready and they're finished testing and everything. So this will be attached to where the current PIERS module is located. So PIERS is another 15 year old component on the ISS. That's where all your all the Soyuz uh, and that's where the PROGRESS uh, modules go to talk. So PROGRESS is the Russian uh, is it cargo resupply mission. That, that happen every you have it every month or every two months or so so the progress uh, uh, modules go and dock to the peers so the peers is going to be undocked and the Nauka module is then going to be docked in the place that peers is currently in right so it's going to be carried aboard a proton rocket that should be launching sometime in 2021 they haven't put an exact date on it but that is the next big upgrade to the space uh, space station in terms of science and uh, size upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a little Why further. can't they have the modules on the Soyuz rocket and launch it? Well, actually, Soyuz isn't built to carry modules, you see. Mm-hmm. Soyuz is built to carry the Soyuz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you look at it in that manner, the Soyuz, if you look at it, it's basically like one it's got a head and then it's got this weird body and two solar panels sticking out like arms, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right? So, it's a very weird looking craft. And yeah. the Soyuz, uh, which is it now, either N102, what is, which model of Soyuz are we? Who knows? Basically, the Soyuz was built to carry the Soyuz. Now, the Proton on the other hand is designed to be a workhorse that would carry like your uh, satellites and uh, yeah. to uh, yeah, what is it? Trans uh, uh, your home transfers and basically that that's what the proton was built for to basically carry mm-hmm. satellites and space uh, module components and mm-hmm. they have it so they're going to use the proton so that's that's where we currently are with this right so this is on the Russian end you've got the Nauka laboratory module that will be replacing the Pierce airlock so exciting stuff for the Russians. But on the international yeah. side, there are a few more things that are happening, but not on the scale of the Russians, because um, no one is as crazy as the Russians. There is like, they're adding a new multi-purpose laboratory sometime over the next year or next two years. And the Europeans have built their own robotic arm. So that's interesting. And they'll be adding another experimental airlock for the commercial, uh, what do you say? With commercial uh, science uh, for commercial science and research, so that's one more thing. And they're going to be adding. Um, they might be looking at adding another expandable module of sorts and other stuff. So basically, the internet on the international side, there's not much going to be happening, but they'll be adding some minor. They'll be doing some minor upgrades as well as preparing for more commercial resupply missions and commercial scientific experiments. They're adding a bunch of airlocks and uh, space for commercial science, basically. So that's about the major like science-based upgrades to the International Space Station. But equally important is the 
power upgrades that the ISS has undergone over the past four years. So they've gotten a bunch of new lithium-ion batteries, and they've added new rollout solar arrays. So these, yeah. so they've added these new solar rollout arrays that was brought upon a recent Dragon mission, right? So yeah. a recent uh, CRS Dragon mission brought out these new rollout solar arrays. Basically, what they've done is they've roll these solar arrays into these compact cylinders that you then roll out and you basically have it in this compact you have it in this compact format that can then be extended to a pretty significantly large size so actually that's the new thing that they're experimenting it's called irosa for anyone who's interested in going ahead and looking at and they've attached this to the existing tracking mounts and in front of the uh, legacy solar panels that were installed about 15 15 16 years back um so that's about it and there was also a recent space walk that uh, that took place on, on the 14th where they vented out some ammonia where they vented out ammonia from the cooling systems so that is what has been happening in the ISS over the past uh, few months and years actually as well as the future programs so that's about the ISS And there is the other big news, the elephant in the room. How's Mars? Hey, before going to Mars, let me talk about the Moon first. You okay. spoke about the Artemis mission, but what about the rocket? They did the Green Run RS twenty five, the solid rocket boosters. They're start. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, so... so. Hey, come on, man. You go ahead and speak about it. Yes. Actually, NASA had planned for uh, testing out the RS-25 engines. For how long have the RS-25 engines been into the space field? God knows, thirty years. Yeah, who knows? But they are still reliable. Yeah, they are reliable. But uh, did you? Uh, wasn't there some sort of uh, what do you say? There was some there was some failure of the engine or something. What happened actually when they were testing it? Yeah, in Jan 2021, I think they had a green run. Uh, uh-huh. It should have lasted for about eight minutes. The RS 25 engines running continuously for eight minutes. But what happened was, I don't know what the fault is, but it only lasted for one minute forty seconds. So <coughs> that was a failure. So they figured it out after a couple of weeks, and uh, in in that upcoming week, they. completed the test successfully yes so that's rs25 engines for you well you have to keep test these are 30 year old engines that need to keep getting tested again and again and again how many space how many space shuttle missions man 121 space shuttle missions they would have gotten enough data by now for these sort of things right? yes but the role it is playing in this particular rocket is different right Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, you can say it was around the sides, but it is actually in the center right now, uh-huh. along the solid boosters alongside it. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the main booster test was successful back in 2020 or 2019. I'm not sure. Yeah. So they're definitely lining it up. Oh. Right. They just need to bring in these RS254 engines into the main stand. Ah ha ha! All right. I think it's called B2 stand. I don't know what they might call it later. They'll have a bunch of names for it, but basically we need to remember this much: you've got four RS25 engines at the bottom, and then you've got these 
two shoots the new solid rocket boosters and you've got the orion capsule on top those are the main things that we need to remember about the new sls but still rs25 engines are way too powerful like they produce around 1.6 million pounds of peak thrust oh yeah that's crazy yeah they are one of the most powerful engines ever built are they more powerful than the f1 engines on saturn 5 no they are uh, way less powerful yeah correct uh uh-huh. blue origins uh, engines are way too powerful yeah uh, with the be4 yeah yeah correct yeah So, and, uh, uh, so the so the b4 is going to be used on the up- upcoming ula vulcan rocket is what uh, people are saying and uh, blue origin are actually working with ula on the development of the plane uh, there has been some recent news on it but nothing that uh, nothing was they have not made any significant announcements but anyways now we have spoken about sls spoken about the moon We've also spoken about ISS, but we have not spoken about the big development that's occurred in uh, what do you say? Space history. We've got a new rover on Mars. Talk is true, Perseverance, man. Welcome, Perseverance, to the Mars. When did it land? Uh, what was it like? A month back? Oh yeah, exactly in Feb. Yeah. Feb- so it's already been a month since it landed. Yeah. Earlier months, February eighteenth. Yeah, it is fully loaded with sensors. Ah. So, what, said, what sensors do they have? What are they trying to do this time around? What's how how is it actually different from Curiosity? In Curiosity, they just had a video camera and uh, several other uh, cameras just to take pictures. But this time, they had sent a microphone to the Mars surface. Ah ha ha. they actually couldn't record the uh, descent stage uh, audio but uh, they have recorded the uh, martian winds mm-hmm. so that that will help in analyzing the type of winds the speed uh, that can help when we get onto the mars surface right all yeah. these data so we so talking about actually the current uh, talking further about perseverance we saying on subject um so we so it's got a microphone and we've also got a bunch of uh, we we got one of the most stunning videos video footage of the mars landing in uh, quite some time so we they on they had i believe 20 cameras that were pointing in all sorts of different directions so that they could uh, yes. log log the entire what we said descent after the uh, heat shield has been separated they they were logging the entire descent so if you remember you could uh, you saw the parachute deployment right so they had a camera pointing oh, yeah, up towards yeah. the parachute um yep. talk about the message that you decoded on the parachute and that is that's now coming from the phone talk about talk us through the parachute deployment as well as the message there hmm yes there was a secret code hidden in the parachute if your guys did notice it the parachute was uh, in red and white color it consisted of a seven digit binary number uh, the red segments within the each ring they represented one and the white segments uh, they represented zero so when you try to decode it it will uh, form an alphabetical number sorry not an alphabetical number it's a seven digit binary number when you try to decode it with the alphabets you will come up with the name 
that is dear mighty things so that was the code which was encoded into the parachute oh and you also had the uh, location of the landing or was it jpl uh, what is that you also had like the latitude and longitude or something like that right? all right so please abhishek seems to be off a little oh you're there what the hell happened yeah Hey, talk about the uh, this, uh, this problem. This is why we should all shift to Starlink immediately. But the problem is it's damn expensive. Seven thousand rupees just for the beta. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to talk a little bit further about um, perseverance in particular. So they've got they've got a bunch of instruments. Up. How many? Not this one. They've got six main instruments. On perseverance, they've got this. They've got a new camera system called the Mastcam Z that uh, is going to be used for uh, taking panorama uh, for taking panoramic pictures as well as stereoscopic pictures. And they'll also be using to help determine the mineralogy of the Martian surface. And this is uh, actually um, so curiosity, which is what the uh, current Mars Science Laboratory, that is perseverance, is built on. uh is more manually controlled so there's a lot of more there's a lot more human input that goes into curiosity whereas uh, perseverance has a lot more computer vision and image processing capabilities allowing it to make decisions more autonomous which is where mascam z plays a much greater role right so uh, they've got an so they've got a new camera system on board and they've got something called mida which is the mars environmental dynamics analyzer So this they're actually using to measure a bunch of different things, with, in particular with respect to temperature, the wind speed, direction, pressure, relative humidity, dust size and shape. It, this dust size and shape is something that um, uh, they'll be paying particular attention to, as well as the relative humidity, because when it comes to actually setting up a base on Mars or running human operations there, uh, trying to trying to come back on a return from Mars. will have a significant uh, what do you say there will be quite a lot of dust that might get into the engines as well as the uh, basic uh, some critical operating components right similar to the uh, moon landing so they they are looking at different sort of uh, sort of parameters in particular dust size and shape and there's another very interesting uh, instrument on board called moxie right Scott said it's a, it's a very it's a very foxy yeah. name. I think it's just Yeah so it it is produce oxygen. So anyone who is uh, anyone who has played Kerbal Space Program have you seen, you would have seen this unit called the ISRU. Right. So Moxie is basically an ISRU. So what is an ISRU? It's a question. So and isru is basically it it is basically uh, it stands for in situ resource utilization so what they're actually doing here is they're utilizing the atmospheric carbon dioxide that's present and they're forcing it through a chemical process by which they're uh, extracting the oxygen right so um to read a little more about this you can go ahead and visit nasa.gov website we will uh, put out our link uh, put out the resources that we use for uh, the resources as well as the bibliography of our podcast a little later so that you guys can go through it yourselves and finally 
we've uh, they've got pixel which is which is a, a x-ray lithochemistry instrument so they're using this to um, again look at uh, chemical and they're basically using this to do chemical analysis of the surface and look at the composition of the martian surface so those are the different uh, things that they do oh and you and you're talking about sherlock right the scanning habitable environments and with raman's luminescence for organics and chemicals so this is a spectrometer that is uh, using raman spectroscopy as well as luminescence to help identify chemicals and uh, organic matter on the surface of mars to help determine whether there was previous life on the surface or underneath the surface just below the surface so there are a bunch of other interesting uh, instruments that they have set up the surveys these are some of the say, uh, but these are the ones that are most interesting and mission critical in a way so there you go so that's a rundown of or curiosity more heavier than perseverance is heavier than curiosity right Exactly. It carries more yeah, yes. tech with it, Correct. right? Like they, the they actually got two things. robotic arms this time, right? Yeah. They've got one robotic arm, like you've got the robotic mm-hmm. drill bit that moves around, and then they've got this, yeah, yeah and one under so the belly. Isn't that part of Pixel? Or isn't that one under the belly part of Pixel? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty of. They've packed in a bunch more uh, instruments than curiosity, and the interesting thing is this is again working on the radioisotope thermoelectric generator. So they got an RDG that's hanging out behind of the rover, so it's got an extended packet. Yeah. Earlier they had these solar panels. What ha- what used to happen was these winds on the Mars surface. Was so large that all the Martian dust used to sit on the solar panels and block the efficiency. Yeah, but so but there are exceptions to this. So you uh, uh, so you guys remember what happened with Opportunity, right? So Opportunity shut down operations in 2019 when there was this there was this global Martian storm. There was this huge Martian storm that happened. So hmm. basically, Opportunity was launched in 2003. and the, this was the original mars exploration rover so it got spirit and opportunity opportunity survived for almost it operated for nearly 16 years and then there was the global march and the storm and opportunity went into safe mode and then completely stopped operating and is now dead but how it actually operated for so long was due to these very winds on mars so whenever dust covered it these dust devils would come around and in the particular area that uh, opportunity was functioning that's endeavor crater that's where opportunity was and still is these dust devils would come around and clean up the surface of the solar panels bringing it back to peak efficiency or somewhere close to peak efficiency so that the rover could keep working but now that it's dead we do understand that solar panels are inefficient when we are talking with respect to Not not generating electricity particularly, but rather when it comes to actual operation. So if you have an RTG, you do not need to worry about power for at least ten years. But with the solar panel, every time they get dusty, you're going to mm-hmm. keep losing efficiency unless you're not. You've got wind that. Mm-hmm. But if you've got humans on Mars, solar panels make a lot of sense. You wouldn't want a nuclear reactor right next to uh, the uh, the place where the uh, humans have set up a lab, right? Okay, so. Mm-hmm. those are the different things that exist and that is it i suppose for today's episode 
um this has been a rather prolonged episode of what's rocketing we have talked about what is rocketing and a lot more than what's rocketing so what do you say abhi we end it here yeah uh, should we speak about the new glen blue origin or should we keep it we'll keep that under wraps we are working Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, guys. So we uh, we we are creating a special episode covering Blue Origin and their work on B4 as well as their work with ULA. Um, it will be coming out sometime probably. Don't worry. That will be probably a half an hour episode, unlike our news, uh, unlike our news bit here with what's happening. There we, there it's more structured. Here we both are just playing off each. So that's that's it for what's rocketing for this week. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app and share our podcast with your mates and your friends and whoever you call your whoever is there in your circle that listens to stuff like this, right? So, Abi. Yeah, I just hope that the app yeah. records this episode. Actually, we hope that this episode is recorded, unlike last time. <laughs> so, uh, guys, that's it for, for from us for today. Thanks for joining. Hope you guys have a good one and good day.